You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Um, I am thrilled that you've come back for um, another week of Flourish Weekly. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for all the positive feedback that I received last week. Um, Who starts a podcast off by talking about spiritual authority? Um, I just want you to know I appreciate you. And if you are back for week two, I applaud you. Um, Because this week I am going to share my story, my journey with... um, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, um, and some of the things that I've walked through these last few years. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for um, listening in. To be honest, it's not something that I really want to talk about, um, but I know that it is something that other people struggle with and other people are walking through. And I hope and pray that as I share my story and as I talk about my journey of restoration and healing, that it'll give you hope and that you will um, know that you're not alone. Um, God is with you and God is going to provide people to walk through this season with you. Um, You just have to recognize them and cling to them. Um, And you will get through this. You will be okay. Um, I'm going to say that again for those of you listening that are going through this. You are going to be okay. You're going to get through this. um, And God will not leave you stuck in this season. So, Let's just pray and then and then I'll get right to it. Heavenly Father, I just love you and I honor you. And I ask you right now to guard my lips. Give me wisdom, give me courage, give me boldness to just tell the story that gives you glory and honor. God, I pray that everyone listening will know that you are the source of healing. You are the source of wisdom and clarity. You are the source of of restoration. And you are the one, God, who brings us to a place of healing and, and, and recovery. And you are the one who brings us to a place of stability and comfort. Just give me strength, give me grace, and help me to speak your words with honesty and um, with humility. I love you and I trust you and I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, if you are listening and you don't struggle or you've never struggled with anxiety or depression or or panic attacks or any other um, mental health issues, then please continue to listen. There's someone in your life, there's someone in your circle um, who might be going through this and they are going to need you to walk through that season with them. So um, keep listening. Hopefully I'm going to I'm going to encourage you with um, my story and what I went through. And also some of the things that, that I did and that the people around me did to, to get me through it. Um, because I am sitting here this morning in my sunroom, again, where I like to sit and record, um, looking outside and um, at the, the blooming trees and the, the uh, there's a squirrel back there with a nut in his mouth that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> um, and I am sitting here this morning just reflecting on the goodness of God um, it wasn't so long ago that I, I, it wasn't, you know, too terribly long ago that there's no way I could have sat in this room and recorded this story or, or even, um, talked about what I was going through. And so I'm just so grateful for God's goodness that he has brought me to a place of stability. And that's something I want you to know right off the bat is I'm doing well. I'm not having panic attacks anymore. Um, I'm healed and God has brought me full circle. So, um, 
So let me just tell you. So I started um, in 2019. Um, I went through some medical treatments, and uh, we were going through some some different things uh, physically. Matt and I were walking through some things together, and um, I, when I ended those medical treatments, not long after that, I think it was about a week later, I was on an airplane and um, you know doing the thing that I love to do. I love to travel. I love to. Um, explore new countries and new foods and new places. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. And I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to do that. So here I am sitting on an airplane, my favorite thing to do, um, headed off on on a short trip with Matt to Florida. And the plane hadn't even taken off yet. And I started experiencing my first panic attack. Um, and I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea what I was feeling. Um, I think I just reached over and grabbed Matt's knee and said, you got to pray. Um, and so for the duration of that flight, um, you know, I felt all the things that you feel with a panic attack and didn't know what was happening. Honestly, I just thought it was a spiritual attack. And so we were praying the whole flight um, believing that, you know, the fear or whatever it was that was attacking me would, would stop and would lift. Um, we got to our destination and, um, from that moment on all the way through into the beginning of Jan, uh, the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, before the quarantines, before all of that hit, I was going through my own personal, um, pandemic and my own, I I was shutting down before the rest of the world shut down for that season in 2020. Um, so I was, I went through, I was suffering from panic attacks, um, high anxiety, debilitating anxiety, debilitating, um, depression. I couldn't do any of the things that I had been doing. Um, I was really at a standstill. It was like, I just, I just hit a wall and, um, I, everything had to stop. And, and, and everything stopped and I had no idea what was happening. I felt like someone had walked in and flipped a switch. And some of you might feel that way where you just feel blindsided by, um, this struggle. And so I felt like someone had walked into my house, flipped a switch and my whole world just flipped upside down and things went completely, um, out of control. And up until that point, um, just, I mean, just for background, I was doing really well. Even even in 2019, when we were going through that high stress of, of medical treatments, um, I felt sound. I felt good. I felt hopeful. Um, I had purpose and direction. I had, you know, plans and goals and things were, things good things were happening in my life. Um, and so it really, whenever that first panic attack and then the, the panic attacks that followed, when that happened, it really felt like, um, I was losing my life. I felt like all of a sudden I did not know this gen. I didn't know this person who, um, couldn't get through an hour of the day without someone there encouraging me and, and coaching me and talking me through it. Um, and I think there were two frustrating things about it. One, the fact that I had no idea what was happening, um, which was very scary. Um, And then two, I just felt completely out of control. There was nothing I could do um, to fix it, to change it, um, to make it go away, or to even explain it away. And so um, throughout the following um, months and years, I struggled with insomnia, um, couldn't sleep at night, would wake up in the middle of the night, would go to sleep peacefully and wake up having a panic attack, um, 
not really able to explain why. And so that was kind of what I was facing. That was what I was walking through. Um, and I think a lot of times we don't like to talk about mental health or these things, especially in Christian circles or in the church, because um, it's been so demonized. It's um, It's been so um, swept under the rug or ignored or pushed aside as, um, you know, spiritual attack. And I, I'm not going to I'm not going to negate that because we do have an enemy. You cannot read your Bible without um, knowing and seeing that we have an enemy and he is real. Um, Ephesians six twelve says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so we do have a spiritual enemy that attacks us with fear, with anxiety, with sadness, depression, with all of these things. Um, And so I'm not going to negate that, but the fact of the matter is that God has given us authority over that enemy. And when we stand up in truth and when we stand up in our authority and in our righteousness, and when we use that sword of the spirit and that shield of faith, when we stand up, the enemy has to flee. The Bible says that he has to flee. And so I need you to understand that you don't have to be afraid of the enemy. You don't have to be afraid of a spiritual attack. Um, and you have authority and then he has to flee. So, um, so number one, I mean, if, if, if you are facing this and you are concerned that it's a spiritual attack, the enemy cannot put anything on you. He can't make you feel a certain way. He can't make you do a certain thing. You have been given a free will. And so, um, don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of this. If it's a spiritual attack, because for the first several weeks and months of my journey, I really thought, you know, this is a spiritual attack and, um, I did everything I could. I, I, I prayed, um, I quoted the scripture. I, listened and, and listened to worship music and tried to praise it away. And all of the tools that I've been taught to use, which are necessary things to use in our lives when we're walking through a spiritual attack. Um, but then when it, it just didn't go away and it didn't change, that's when it was like, um, time for me to pause and really look at, you know, could this be something else? And, uh, I had a lot of counselors and a lot of people in my life who were coaching me, and guiding me and comforting me through this. We were calling our, our spiritual counselors every day, talking to them, meeting with them, and they were walking me through this. And that goes back to what we talked about last week. I mean, the importance of having spiritual authority and having people in your life who know you, who really know you. I mean, like they know they've been through the, they've been in the trenches with you. They know, um, that you have a sound mind that you, um, they know how you live your life because then they're going to be able to sit down with you, um, better than, than some distant person like, like, like me, for example, I may not know you in the day to day, So I may not be the person that can help you. I can encourage you and I can tell you what the word says, but we really need people in our lives who know us and can tell us, you know, there's something going on in your life here. Or the other side of that is someone who can tell you, you're okay. I know you, you live pure and you know, this, you're okay with God. And that was one of the things I really needed to hear because I struggled, guys. I Here I am, a pastor, um, pastoring with my husband. Um, I'm, I'm managing staff. I'm on my way 
to a, a Propel Women cohort to get my master's degree at Wheaton College. I Here I am, a spiritual leader, and I couldn't read my Bible. I couldn't listen to worship. I couldn't, I struggled to go to church. And here I was, someone who loves God, loves the word, loves to be in a worship, a corporate worship service, loves the presence of God. And here I was suddenly unable to do those things. And so I needed a spiritual authority in my life to sit me down and tell me, I'll never forget when my father-in-law, we met weekly when I was going through this and, um, he, he was sitting across from me at the breakfast table and he said, Jen, you are okay with God. And when he said that, something about that coming from a spiritual father affirmed me and settled me. And it gave me the confidence that I needed to hold on to that, to then build the confidence as I healed. It's like that was the foundation that then I was able to build on from there. That, you know, anything else that the enemy tried to tell me or any thought that twisted that up or tried to make me feel like I was far from God or that God was mad at me or that he was punishing me or that... I had caused this somehow, I could go back to that moment and I could go back to that assurance from not just from my my father-in-law, my pastor, Pastor Fabian, but also from my mom, my dad, other pastors and spiritual leaders in my life who knew me and also my husband who lives with me day in and day out. And so um, having those key people in your life who can affirm you and, and talk you through um, any 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 lack of confidence that you're having concerning your walk with God is is really important. So um, it's also important that we understand that we are spirit, soul, and body. First um, Thessalonians five twenty three says, "May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the day of Christ." And so, you know, if if it wasn't a spiritual attack, then I had to look and say, okay, is this a is this something going on in my soul? Has there been a trauma? Has there been um, a wound? Is there unforgiveness in my heart? Is there something in in my soul, which is my emotions and my mind and my my um, the part of me that experiences feelings and thoughts? Is that part of me wounded? Does that part of me need healing? And through my journey, um, I talked through a lot of things with a lot of people. I mean, right before all of this happened, um, my mother-in-law, I had walked through a season of caregiving with her for years, and she passed away in 2018, right before um, all of this started to happen in my life. And I was grieving her. I was grieving, you know, my first big, close loss. I was grieving the loss of my mentor, my pastor, my my, my dear friend, and also um, my mother-in-law, the mother of my husband and the mother of my, 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 my brother and sister. And, um, I was grieving and not only that, but I was also grieving Matt and I, many of, you know, have walked through years of infertility and not being able to have children, um, which caused a deep grief in my heart. And, and so I was, there were some soul things that needed to be healed. There were some hurts and some disappointments, um, that needed to be dealt with and needed to be addressed and needed to be talked about and, 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 and counseled through. And so for you, it might be time to get a professional counselor, a Christian counselor, um, or for me, it, it wasn't that. For me, it was talking to these key quality, godly, sound people in my life to help walk me through some soul healing. Um, and, it, you know, it might be rejection. It might be 
um, childhood trauma. It could be something that you walked through um, as a child. It could be something that you've just walked through recently that, you know, a lot of times we just push through and we pretend like we're okay. And we, especially those of us who are, who are, who are strong and doers, and we want to push through that season and just get on to the next, um, we think we're okay, but there are things in our soul that, that need to be addressed and that need to be brought before God so that he can heal. I love that, 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 um, Jesus came not just to, to die on the cross to save us, but he came to bind up the brokenhearted and to heal and to deliver us and to touch those broken places of our hearts. The Bible says that he is well acquainted with our grief and with our sorrow. Um, and so I, I, I love that God is with us through a spiritual battle. God is with us through a soul wound and a, a soul healing that needs to take place. And then the last part of that verse says that we are spirit, soul, and body. And we have a physical body that has its limits and that can only be pushed so far. Um, God created us. We, the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, God created us complex and unique and this, this physical body that he's given us to, to live in and to use for his purposes is, it has its limits and we can only push it so far. And that was a big eye opener for me. Um, it was a big eye opener for me to say, okay, you know, I've done everything that I can to fight the spiritual battle. I'm, I've done the work to, to, to talk through and work through the soul healing but things still aren't quite right. And that was when I finally accepted the fact that this was a physical um, battle and this was a physical injury. And I, I, I really loved, I heard someone say this recently about PTSD. Um, they said, man, you know, it, should be, it shouldn't be called PTSD, which stands for disorder. It should be called PTSI, which stands for injury. Um, because, you know, Sometimes people say we shouldn't talk about mental health and we shouldn't talk about um, these things and it's not important. And I'm like, well, if if Jesus went about healing the sick, if God is so concerned with our healing and our health, why wouldn't he be concerned with us being whole and healed in our mind as well? Our mind and our brain is part of our body. Um, and when that when, when different chemicals in our brain are out of balance or are thrown off or out of whack or out of sync, then our body, which is our brain, can begin to short circuit. And for me, uh, that's what it, that's what was happening. The mental, I mean, the, um, the medical treatments that I had been through had pushed my body to a limit. Then suddenly I stopped them and now my body didn't quite know how to function without those um, treatments that I was receiving. And so all of a sudden my body was short circuiting, causing my mind and my brain to struggle. And I didn't know that that was possible. I didn't know that the body could be thrown that much off that then you struggle that much with your thoughts. Man, I was struggling with, um, very negative thoughts and struggling in my mind and, and going through, um, not just anxiety, but at times a deep, dark depression that, you know, was very difficult. And Matt had to be right there with me through some of those days and through some of those nights, um, and, and not leave me alone in my, in my struggle. It's important that we know our spirit man is the part of us that is, 
is going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. That's the part of you that's going to live on forever. That's the part of you that is saved. And I want to encourage you today. Your spirit man is okay. You are saved. God loves you. Um, and you are right with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's the beautiful thing about salvation. It's a free gift. I didn't do anything to attain my salvation. I received that as a free gift that Jesus provided for me when he died on the cross. So I'm saved and you're saved if you've accepted Jesus into your heart. And if you haven't, you can, you can do that today. But if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, your spirit man is right with God. Um, And then the next thing is your soul. Is your soul okay? Is your soul healed? Does it need to be healed? Um, And then your physical body you know, stress is a very dangerous and toxic thing for our minds and bodies to go through. It's something that pushing up, pushes us to the limit and can cause an injury to our bodies and to our minds and to our souls. And so, um, what, you know, what were some of the things that I did to get through that season? If you had asked me when I was walking through it, I would have just looked at you with doe eyes and said, I have no idea. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. But looking back, I can tell you, there were some things that I did that um, that we did. Honestly, I didn't do any of it alone. I didn't do any of it on my own strength. Um, but I did it with a lot of help. Some of the key things was, number one, talk. Um, talk to the people around you. Talk to your trusted friends and family. Mine, my people probably got so sick of me calling and and asking them to talk me through. I would call them and ask me, talk me through. Um, Almost every single day, someone had to, and I I would try to (laughs) switch it up so I wasn't bothering the same person over and over again. But um, I, you know, made sure and talked about every emotion, every every detail, everything that was going through my mind, I would, I would talk it out. And, and it was hard. Sometimes I didn't want to say the things that I was struggling with, but I would talk it out and I would say it so that then we could deal with it. Um, so talk, listen, God has provided people in your life that can walk through this with you. They may not say all the perfect right things. They may not respond exactly like you need them to respond, but have a little grace with them. And those of you who aren't struggling with this and you have loved ones who are, be merciful, be gracious, be patient. If they are coming to you to open up to you, to talk to you about this struggle, it's not easy for them. So be merciful with them. Be gracious with them. Be a safe place that they can land and that they can talk through. And you, you don't even necessarily have to say all the right things. Just, just sit with them. Be with them. Tell them it's going to be okay. Tell them that they're going to get through it. And if you're the one who is struggling with this, I want you to respond to the texts and the calls from your friends and family. When they reach out and ask you if you're okay, respond to them. Tell them, no, I'm not. Today's not a good day. Or tell them, yeah, today's a good day. Thanks for checking on me. But don't isolate. Don't go into your little shell in your room, close the door and isolate. Um, because there were lots of times I wanted to do that, but but I, I fought through that and I tried to stay connected to community. Community is so, so very important even when I didn't feel like it, even when I didn't want to, I tried my best to stay connected, go to church, be around godly people, um, sit, sit around with friends, even though it was sometimes the last thing I wanted to do. You need community and you are not alone. Another key thing that I did um, was I did my best to continue to be generous. Um, and that gave me purpose and that, that gave me 
um, something to do in the day to day. Um, I would just do my best to, because it was such a season of being so self-focused and you know what? That's okay. Sometimes it's okay to be self-focused if that's what it takes for you to get healed. You should go through seasons where you turn, you you look in the mirror and you say, okay, we got to take care of, of me. We, I've got to get myself okay so that then I can be there for others and I can be a healthy whole human that can be there for other people. Um, but even in that season of what felt very self-centered and self-focused, um, where everyone around me was focused on, on my well-being and me and getting me through that, I really needed to have some out, some outflow and some outpouring and some output. And so I would do little things. I mean, I would, I would write it down on my list for the day. Okay. Today I'm going to deliver a cup of coffee and just text him and say, Hey, there's a latte on your front porch. And Um, I learned later, what's interesting is I learned later after I had, you know, that chapter had ended and I was beginning to heal, I learned that our bodies release positive chemicals and positive emotions when we give. Um, Giving and generosity, it's not just a biblical law. I mean, it is a biblical law and it's a powerful biblical law um, that it's, it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive and, and, um, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And, and, but it is a biblical law, but God has also wired us for generosity. What a powerful tool for us to use that when we give, um, chemicals and endorphins and positive, positive feelings are released in our bodies, which begins to heal us from depression and from, um, um, high cortisol levels and, and anxiety and different things. So use that tool that God has given us to give, be generous and give. Um, another thing that I was really careful about is guarding my surroundings, guarding the input that guarding what was going into my mind and into my, my thoughts and, and what I was seeing. I was really careful about TV shows and and movies and 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 even the people I was around I had to be extremely guarded during that season to make sure that the input around me was truth that the input around me was um, not something that the enemy could take and twist because you know any little thing I was a, I was in a vulnerable state and so when we're in a vulnerable state we have to be very careful that we guard the input we guard the influences around us and really I mean we should do that anyway but the, you know when you're healed and strong and confident and walking through a, a good strong season you're able to be around people um, who maybe aren't as strong as you and you can encourage and strengthen them but when you're in a vulnerable season you have to be very guarded and very careful about your input the input um, around you and the surroundings around you. And then um, this one is like a super practical thing, but it, it's amazing what this did to heal me was um, move. So um, talk, guard, give, and move. Move your body. Um, I'm not saying that you need to get out there and you need to do some major intense CrossFit ex- workout, <laughs> which CrossFit folks, I am I am all for it. I'm all about it. I love it. I think you guys are strong and amazing athletes. Um, but when your body has been pushed to its limit, when your adrenal glands are are needing to be healed and restored, when you're experiencing adrenal fatigue or adrenal collapse, um, and let me just say this real quick. I'm not a doctor. I have to give that disclaimer. I am not a doctor. So um, get professional advice, get medical advice if you need to. 
All I can do is tell you what I've experienced from my personal life and what um, God has taught me through His Word and through the people around me. So um, listen, God created our bodies to move. And so even though it was the last thing I wanted to do, Matt would grab me by the arm and we would go for walks every single day. And sometimes those walks were very short. Sometimes those walks were longer. But walking is so therapeutic for mental health and for mental well-being and for physical health and physical well-being. So get out there and move your body. Get outside. Um, Sometimes I would just go outside and water my plants or work in the yard a little bit, be in the dirt. Um, What's incredible about this is that those, those simple acts of watering plants um, working in the yard, be, working in the dirt, going out and going for a walk, doing um, a light exercise, um, going out and helping somebody mow their grass. Those things that seem so small and mundane, those things that seem so purposeless and unimportant are really the things that I believe healed and got me through day by day by day days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months turned into years. And here I am healed and whole. And I can honestly say, I'm not, I'm not having panic attacks. I'm not having anxiety. I don't struggle with, with those things anymore. God has healed me and restored me and brought me full circle. And, um, man, what a testimony of God's goodness and his faithfulness through people, through the people who loved me, through the people who fought for me, through the people who, who refused to give up on me and kept checking on me. What a, what a testimony guys. And I want you to know there's hope for you too. You're going to get through this. Um, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Do not, um, give in to the lies and the twisting of the enemy. God is for you. He loves you. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. He has a a good future for you. He has a hope and a future for you. Better, brighter days are ahead. And so be encouraged, be uplifted. This is, this is the story of what I went through. This is the story of God's faithfulness and, and, and his healing in my life. And you know what? Let's open the conversation. Let's talk some more. Let's, let's be people who are open to having conversations about mental health in the church because God is concerned about the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. He's concerned about our health in every way. He wants us to prosper. Third John 1, 2 says, and I will end with this. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And that's my prayer for you today. Um, I pray that this has encouraged you and strengthened you. I pray that it's given you some hope. I love you. Reach out to me. Um, Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what God's doing in your life. I hope to hear from you soon. I hope you'll tune in again next week. I love you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.